0: Temp check. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today.
1: Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by China. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. Another week and a truly globe-spanning set of stories of Chinese business for you. We will take you to America for the latest on Chinese companies listing or not listing in the U.S., We fly to India to catch up on how the latest tensions between the world's two population billionaires are affecting Chinese companies. And we even have news about how those who can't travel because of the pandemic are being targeted by Hong Kong's top universities. With all the top news you can listen to without a passport or a visa, here's what has been happening in China this week. New York-listed Yum! China Holdings, Inc., The Chinese restaurant operator that runs major U.S. food outlets in China, including KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut, has filed confidentially for a Hong Kong listing that could raise about $2 billion, according to people familiar with the matter, joining other U.S.-traded Chinese companies seeking share sales in the financial hub. The float would be the largest by a growing number of U.S.-listed Chinese companies turning to the Hong Kong market for fresh funds as scrutiny of Chinese companies listed in the U.S. has increased amid the fallout from the Luckin Coffee scandal and growing political tensions. While more Chinese companies are turning toward Hong Kong for funding Yi Hui Man, China's top securities regulatory official, gave an exclusive interview to Xin and said, China has never banned or stopped Chinese companies from providing audit working papers to overseas regulators, a major source of dispute between U.S. regulators and Chinese companies. Yi added, Chinese law stipulates that exchanging information, such as providing audit working papers for overseas regulators, should be conducted through regulatory cooperation and comply with security and confidentiality regulations. The comments come in the wake of the U.S. Senate approving legislation that would ban any company from being listed on any U.S. securities exchange if the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, PCAOB, an auditing regulator, is unable to inspect the auditor that prepares the company's financial reports for three years in a row. U.S. companies will be allowed to work with Huawei on setting global 5G standards. The U.S. Department of Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross said in a statement, quote, The United States will not cede leadership in global innovation. This action recognizes the importance of harnessing American ingenuity to advance and protect our economic and national security. End quote. The comments addressed the problem for American companies that was created by the U.S. government's placing Huawei on its Entity List in May 2019. The Entity List restricts the sales of American goods and technology to Huawei. However, by doing this, the U.S. companies were effectively blocked from participating in global organizations which set industry standards to which Huawei is a major contributor, leaving U.S. businesses at a disadvantage. As the effects of COVID-19 continue to bite, Hong Kong's top universities are launching new scholarships to attract high-caliber Chinese doctoral candidates whose plans to study overseas have been disrupted by the global pandemic. The Chinese University of Hong Kong announced Wednesday the establishment of a new Vice-Chancellor's PhD Scholarship Scheme, which offers two hundred and sixteen thousand three hundred Hong Kong dollars, roughly twenty seven thousand nine hundred dollars U.S. annually, and an award of eighty thousand Hong Kong dollars to candidates with quote, outstanding academic performance. Unquote. Eligible applicants must have been quote, offered a full time PhD place in a top overseas university for the academic year twenty twenty to twenty twenty one but changed their plans due to the pandemic and travel restrictions, the university's website said. A new study by the National Audit Office has found that some 50.4 billion yen, approximately $7.1 billion of funds local governments raised from new special-purpose bonds, SPBs, went unused last year, including 13.2 billion yen that had been left idle for over a year. The money had been meant for investment in infrastructure and public welfare projects. Some researchers have attributed this phenomenon to a shortage of worthwhile projects and local government's inefficient fund management. Chinese smartphone maker Oppo canceled a planned live-streamed launch of its first 5G smartphone offerings in India in light of the Himalayan border skirmishes that have led to calls for local traders in India to boycott Chinese goods. Oppo's flagship 5G models were launched at the end of March in China and in Europe, The unveiling of the Find X2 and Find X2 Pro in India, announced on May 15th in a tweet from the national headquarters, was planned to be a live-streamed launch, but was switched to video at the last minute to, quote, avoid any possible uproar on social media, according to a report by Reuters. Chinese companies currently account for four of the five largest smartphone companies in India, which is seen as a very important market. And lastly, multiple cities in China have adopted policies that provide incentives to emerging online celebrities and e-commerce influencers. The aim is for these live streamers to become part of the city's talent recruitment projects. To lure them to live in the respective cities, the wannabe celebrities have been offered preferential housing options. Notably, Huadu District in Guangzhou has promised to offer up to 500,000 yuan, $70,000, in housing subsidies for successful influencers and a 10 million yuan, or $1.4 million reward, for live-streaming e-commerce companies that list on the mainland. The market for live-streamed e-commerce has grown dramatically in recent years to 433.8 billion yuan, sixty one billion dollars in twenty nineteen, according to a report by China Consumer Association, and is seen as a potential major economic driver for cities. Let's turn now to Tyson Global Managing Editor Doug Young for the latest in the week. So Doug, aviation and the airlines back in the news this last week. Catch us up, man.
0: Sure. Thanks, Kaiser. It's good to good to be back here. Um this is a story I think that a lot of our listeners will find interesting because I think a lot of our listeners are, are probably or were at least uh, frequent travelers between China and wherever they're coming from. In this case, we're going to talk about the U.S., but I think it's it's probably indicative of the entire market. And the news from this past week is Chinese airlines. Well, I think everybody knows that uh, air travel, especially international air travel, has, has just slowed to a crawl uh, You know, during COVID-19. So the story this week is is that uh some of the chinese airlines right now there's a little more background that we'll go into shortly but right now there's eight flights between the US and China each week which is obviously really 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 low from where it used to be it used to be in over you know several hundred flights before covid-19 and uh so the chinese airlines basically approach the US aviation regulator and and said, hey, we want to add X number of new flights. I think it was like five or – I think it was another four flights maybe. Uh, So of the the eight flights currently operated, four are operated by the Chinese airlines and four are operated by the U.S. airlines. The Chinese airlines said, we want to add another four. And then I think a few other airlines from China said, hey, we want to add stuff too. And the U.S. basically said, no. (laughs) Uh, and the reason they said no was because uh, they 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 say you know this this whole relationship is is unfair essentially. China is letting its own airlines add flights between the u s and China. Uh, but at the same time, they're not letting u s airlines add flights between the us and China. So essentially China has four, the u s. has four now, which is obviously a very small number. China says, hey, there's a lot of demand here that's being unmet. Uh, we have permission to add four more. Uh, and the U.S. said, well, give us permission to add four more, and then uh, we'll see what we can do. So this was the, the news this week, and, and the U.S. has been pretty direct about it. They've said, we want things to be equal. We're willing to give you four more if you give our carriers four more. And that's, that's sort of where things stand right now.
1: There's some context, of course, to all of this. Doug, give us the backstory and tell us why this is happening right now.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. I think it's it's a sort of classic Chinese case of uh there being a bit of a disconnect between the airlines and China's ultra-sensitive aviation regulator and disease control officials. Um you know, the airlines know there's huge demand for this stuff. There are all these chinese students wanting to return home because right now china is not even admitting uh foreigners into china but there there are a lot of overseas chinese who are stranded and, and want to go back home and and likewise you know there's probably demand for people to go back to the us or to travel to the us so there's demand for it and that's what the airlines are are basically you know saying hey we can fill these seats and we can probably earn a lot of money from it because right now ticket prices are quite high Um, But but China's aviation regulators having nothing of it, uh, they basically set this really draconian law back in March, or not law, I guess, a a principle or rule back in March, limiting, just just really severely limiting the number of flights. and, And they were actually not allowing U.S. airlines to fly the routes at all, just more because of a quirk of circumstance. So it was only after the U.S. basically threatened to halt all the Chinese carriers from flying to the U.S., that China finally relented and said, okay, the U.S. carriers can start flying to China again. Um, And that was a big breakthrough probably a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. Uh, I believe the U.S. carriers United and one of the other ones, either Delta or American, is going to start doing flights again in in early July. Uh, But again, this is like minuscule. Um, you know, one flight a week or by each airline. So I guess now it's two. So anyhow, uh, the, you know, it's the, this Chinese uh, regulator and then the disease control people are just super, super paranoid. They don't want people coming to China and bringing more COVID-19. And, and you know, so it's just created this huge stumbling block. And the only way they'll move is basically when they're threatened like this uh,
1: and the U.S. says no. And so, Doug, what's your prognosis? What do you think we can expect in the coming weeks and months?
0: Well, personally, as an American, I hope things ease up sooner rather than than later. I, I honestly don't know if I'll ever get to go back home. I mean, I know I can go back home, but if I want to come back to China, that's a different story because China's just not letting in foreigners right now. And, and if I did want to go home, it would be quite expensive. I, I hear the air tickets are very, very pricey right now. Um, so I think there's a lot of pent up demand. You know, at some point, China is probably just going to have to relax a little bit and say, "Hey, you know, COVID-19 is probably going to be around for a while. You know, we just need to do as much as we can to prevent it, but not take these draconian steps." So, and they've said already that they'll they'll let airlines that can show they're not bringing in new COVID-19 cases, they'll give them they'll reward them by giving them extra flights. So if I can go for four consecutive weeks without bringing, I think they said less than five, five or less COVID-19 patients into the country, they'll reward me by giving me an extra flight. But I mean, you can see at that rate, it's still going to take a long, long time to get back up to what what levels were before. So, you know, we'll have to see, but I I have to imagine that, you know, in the next two or three months, China's going to have to probably make some big concessions and just suck it up and say you know this is here to stay uh we just got to do the best we can to control it
1: well i suppose we'll see whether additional chinese concessions will be forthcoming but me i am not so optimistic in the near term given the second outbreak in beijing right now in any case great talking to you man and we will check in with you again next week okay thanks again kaiser stay safe doug and that's it for this week thanks for listening the Caixin Seneca Business Brief is produced by Kaiser Guo and Nandini Venkata with stories from the staff of Xin Global. Special thanks to Li Xin and Marcus Ryder of Caixin Global. Thanks to Wu Fei in spring and autumn for the music. Be sure to check out the other shows in the Seneca Network on SubChina. And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to SubChina Access for the daily newsletter. Find us at subchina.com. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week. Take care.